See that no one misleads you. The Bible is clear that the last days will be filled with false teachers, deception, mockers, lawlessness, those who love themselves, those who will be unloving and unholy, those without self-control, those who will pretend to know God, yet they are simply whitewashed tombs. There will be no great end times revival, just a great last day's deception. Scripture warns that people will creep into their churches unaware. Who are those creeping in and why are they doing it? The church in the last days will be full of compromise, deception, and a lack of discernment. Life clips will contend earnestly for the faith, as Jude 3 instructs. Warning, the red light has been turned on. Grab your Bible. It's time to expose the dark. About your weirdest experience or belief with rapture theology or rapture anxiety. So recently I was in the car with a friend of mine. We were listening to Dirty Rotten Church Kids uh, podcast episode about rapture anxiety. He actually didn't grow up in the church, um, so he had never heard of this, never experienced it or anything like that. But as kids, I can think of several times when I was just like mortified of the idea of being left behind or, you know, what would happen to other people, you know, things like that. So I asked my sister about her experience with rapture anxiety, and she told me this. Now, my sister is completely deconverted, and she said she used to cry herself to sleep, worried about our four-pound Pomeranian, that what would happen to him if we were all raptured and he was left in the house by himself, that he would starve to death because nobody would feed him because nobody would know that he was there. And that's just really messed up. I just saw this post on Facebook. I am looking forward to meeting Jesus in the clouds soon, but what happens to our beloved pets? I want my little dog to come with me. And I was going to put it in my things. I saw Christian's posts, but the comments, let me just read them. Unfortunately, only those who believe will be raptured and our pets don't believe. My rapture dream had my dog and I both going up into the heavens at the same time. It was wonderful. I pray if they don't come with us that the Lord will stop their hearts immediately when we are raptured. I worry about it too. What I've done is prepped six months of food and wrote a left behind letter and asked that my dogs were provided for if they get left behind. All this anxiety, it's nothing. Grab your pup as you're going up. That's not biblical, it's just my plan. I know the dog will because dog spelled backwards spells God. I've cried about my sweet Bentley being left behind. It breaks my heart and I always leave the toilet seat up and his food stocked on automatic feedings daily. So when I'm raptured, he will be fed for days before someone finds it. This is so tragic. 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 and 4. Know this, first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. This unknown timing, the retiming of the return of Christ, isn't connected to the thing that some people call the rapture. That's not real. It's a fictional scare story created by cherry-picking Bible passages. So the rapture isn't real. And the real return of Christ is happening when? I don't know. There is no such thing as a coming rapture. None. 
The Bible doesn't say it. It is not true. It was made up by some religionists. It is being perpetrated by some good people, many of whom are sincere. It is strictly non-biblical. A third, 31% of leaders don't believe in a thousand-year reign, but they do believe that Jesus already rules in the hearts and minds of Christians. Close to one in 10, 11%, believe in a post-millennialism, the idea that the world will gradually become more Christian until Jesus returns. The idea that we get secretly zapped out seven years before the second coming. So you have two, two, two second comings, the second coming and the third coming, really. So we get, and the second one's really not a coming because he doesn't arrive here. He comes all the way down, doesn't quite arrive, zaps us out, brings us to heaven while we feast for seven years while the Jews and others are slaughtered on the earth, as opposed to being here, sharing the gospel at the most critical time in world history, as opposed to being here, sharing the gospel at the most critical time in world history, as opposed to being here, as opposed to being here, sharing the gospel at the most critical time in world history. 36% of pastors say the rapture is not literal, while almost one in five believe the rapture happens after the tribulation. Second Peter chapter three, verses three and four. Know this, first of all, that in the last days, mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it was from the beginning of creation. Throughout all time, people have been guessing, and guess what? They've all been wrong. Every single person who says, I can see all the signs coming, surely it's now, have been wrong. And even now, there are more that are scared that it's coming soon. I found a website this week. I went down a rabbit hole that I will uh, let you avoid in its entirely. Um, but it's a, it's a website that is predicting when the so-called rapture will occur. And um, they, they give a score to their, their rapture uh, about how close it is. Okay, and I'll spoil you here. Uh, we're at a 187 out of 200. Okay, and you may be asking, how could they get this 187? I looked in the methodology. It's really interesting. They, they take kind of a subjective but objective score of what's going on in the world. What's going on with Russia and Iran and China? What's going on with marriage rates and birth rates? My favorite is gas prices and inflation, right? Because I know Jesus is sitting up on the throne in heaven and he's like, once the CPI reaches 8.5, I'm coming down there to straighten y'all out. See, I think all these people are, are, are really well-meaning Christians, most of them. And they're, they're trying to figure it all out like you and I are too. But I think what's important as we look at our current times, as we look at the chaos that is going on in our world, and there is chaos in our world, to read it and to understand it with just a little bit of humility. To realize that for the past 2,000 years, there have been wars and rumors of wars. There's been famine, there's been earthquakes. There's been racial animus. Can I give you one example? They talk about the days of Noah. We're in the days of Noah. 
And then they say, oh, the Lord will just take us away. Wait a minute. Noah and the ark represented the church. I'm not saying the church is going through the tribulation. Don't hear me say that. What I'm saying is we try to push and put scriptures together to support our end time theology. That sometimes it doesn't line up. And so one day I went to God. I said, how come all these people are talking about uh, the days of Noah? I said, God, where are they with their... All of a sudden it's amazing. When everything starts getting dark, you've got the people coming out with Gog and Magog and eggnog. Problem is, I don't think uh, the New Testament and certainly its small um, deliberate eschatological discourses or any of the narratives or the instruction of Jesus or what we find in the book of Revelation, I don't think it splits up the second coming of Jesus uh, along those lines. I think the second coming of Jesus is more singular, more unitary, more comprehensive and definitive. So I'd be more inclined to say that uh, there, is a, there is a period of tribulation or trial that comes upon the world where there's apostasy and there's persecution, the sort of things spoken about in, in 1 Thessalonians. And then at the end of that, after a period of tribulation, Christ uh, returns. And it's not that the church is raptured uh, uh, to go meet him, but rather he returns definitively, uh, where he has, as Paul says, he then hands over the king kingdom to the father and this is the and so over time as i looked at the scriptures and as i looked at church history and as i wrestled with how to read the texts of scripture i ultimately gave up on the rapture itself that was a process the following clip was from an article from someone who was actually coming down off of an acid trip who like many are mocking the rapture and this is what they said when my roommates returned after what seemed like hours, I was ecstatically relieved. Thank God you're here, I said, nearly in tears. They couldn't understand, and I couldn't explain. I was coming down, gradually returning to earth, my jaw aching. In a half-sobered daze, I thought, if the rapture is real, at least I still have friends. If we go down, at least we go down together. If you look carefully at Matthew 24, which is one of the major proof texts for the study of a theology called the rapture, uh, we have not only the phrase, one will be taken and the other left behind, one grinding the mill will be taken, the other will be left behind, one standing on the roof will be taken, the other left behind. But before that, Jesus tells us, retells us the story of Noah and what happened in his generation. And what he says, of course, is that uh, all of humanity was swept away by the flood and those left behind were the righteous ones, Noah and his family. So in the Noah story, it's good to be left it's not good to be taken away. That is the context for what Jesus says after that. When he's saying one will be taken and another left behind, it's the one that's left behind that's going, Shoo, I'm really glad to be left behind because what taken means is what it meant in the Noah story, taken away in judgment, taken away in the flood, taken away for judgment, right? So ironically, when you have the left behind series going for you, it would be better to be left behind. 
and it would be not so good to be taken away because what taken away means in those kind of texts is judgment. Reason number one we don't believe in a pre-tribulation rapture is because it's not found in the Bible. I know this is a huge debate, but I would love your thoughts. How many times is Jesus coming back? Is he coming back in the rapture, according to 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 17, and then returning a second time to defeat Satan, according to Revelation 19, 11 to 21? Pastor John, is Christ returning one more time or two more times? My understanding of the New Testament is that Jesus promised he would return and that in this returning, he would do a final rescue for those who are trusting him and a final judgment to those who are not believing in him. I don't think there are two comings of Christ in the future, but only one. Most of those who believe that Christ will come twice believe that the first return, the first of the two, is the coming of the Lord in um, to snatch away the church out of the world, called the rapture in, in the question, to snatch away the church back to heaven for seven years, usually, while the great tribulation happens on earth, and then a final, it's kind of the second stage, return of the Lord to establish his kingdom. Now, I grew up in a home and a church that believed that view, called the pre-tribulation rapture view, because there is a coming of Christ pre or before the tribulation, so that the church is taken out and spared that time of great suffering from the Lord at the end of the age. But the more I studied this for myself, even as a teenager, I can remember thinking about this. I just could not find two comings in the future for the Christian church. I asked once a very reputable Old Testament scholar, really scholarly Old Testament scholar, I asked him once, uh, who believed this view, what's the most important text that persuades you that before Christ comes in judgment, he will come earlier uh, to take the church out of the world and then only return in judgment years later, seven years later, or three and a half, maybe. His answer was unhesitating. He said, Revelation 3.10, which says this, Because you have kept my word, Jesus is talking to the church, because you have kept my word uh, about patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell on the earth. In other words, he thought that that verse taught that Christians would be taken out of the world before God brought a great trial or tribulation on the world. But does it? God's promise to keep us from the hour of trial probably doesn't mean 
that we are taken out of the world, but rather that God will keep us from the faith-destroying effects of the hour of trial. He will guard us. He will protect our faith. The reason for this RLE is I 100% believe in a pre-trib rapture. And there is a reason, a demonic reason, that this quote-unquote theory has been under attack, I would say, the past decade like never before. Do not read books regarding the rapture. Read the Bible regarding the rapture. The bubble that we are in of believers who believe in a pre-trib rapture, believe it or not, is very, very small. I would ask yourself this one question. Why would God need to have his bride, the church, go through this hellish period on earth when the tribulation is twofold? It is for the salvation of the Jewish nation. That's the prime reason for the tribulation, as we read in Daniel. Secondly, why would the church need to go through the wrath of God? Because God is judging a Christ-rejecting world. There is no need for the church to endure that because we are free from the wrath of God the moment we are sealed through the free gift of salvation. I 100% believe in a pre-trib rapture. Do not be led astray by just the few videos that I put up here. YouTube is a cesspool of false doctrines and false narratives. Be mindful of who you listen to. Be discerning. If someone says that there is no rapture, I would question everything about their theology. 